0: Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Healthy Harrison Weekly Podcast. It's a show designed to help you change your state. And in that regard, uh, we want to change your state uh, as it pertains to healthy living in our community. We want to help as many people as we can. Healthy Harrison has um, programs, promos, counselors, apps, contests, and we have our podcast. I'm Gary Bowden. Our co-host today is Brock Malcolm, who's the president of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. Welcome, Brock. Thanks, Gary. It's always great to be here. We are streaming this program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as the statewide distribution network of our media net, uh, our media partner, WVNews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the mission of Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement in the health and well-being of the citizens of North Central West Virginia, and particularly here in our home county. Today, we're going to be chatting with Brad Riffey, the Executive Director of the United Way of Harrison and Doddridge Counties. Brad is also on the board of the Harrison County Chamber of Commerce. He's on our board at Healthy Harrison, and he is... Uh, chair in an unrelated uh, role. He is chair of the uh, West Virginia's Trout Unlimited State Council. I didn't know about that one, Brad. Welcome. Thank you,
1: Gary. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Are you allowed to share with us your favorite spot to go trout fishing in West Virginia? Or is that secret (laughs) information?
1: Well, I always refer to my favorite trout uh, streams as undisclosed places. So, (laughs) uh, but but if you would like to go, I'd be happy to take you, Gary. Okay,
0: well, there you go. That's a, that's a good offer. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us today and uh, joining our discussion. Um, Brock Malcolm has been long involved and invested uh, in the uh, United Way of Harrison County. And Brock, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it to you to start our discussion this, uh, this afternoon. Thanks, Gary. Hey, Brad. Welcome. Why don't we begin
2: by you just talking a little bit about what the United Way of Harrison-Dodgers County is. Maybe you can tell our viewers uh, a little bit about the percentage of our county that are are being touched on a daily basis by the United Way and its agencies. And then also, you know, for a lot of people who thought they knew the United Way, they they weren't aware of the Dodgers County aspect. So maybe you talk just a little bit about how that marriage has come about and, and what's going on there. I would love to, thanks, Brock. Uh, so United Way of Harrison and
1: Doddridge counties is focused on health, education, and financial stability. And through our partner organizations, we have 18 uh, coming up here in 2022, we'll have 18 partner organizations. Uh, we serve thousands of Harrison County residents and Doddridge County residents. And uh, I'll, I'll jump forward to the, the Harrison Doddridge marriage that you were talking about, Brock. Uh, it, it's been a long time coming. Uh, We've, we have quite a few programs that, that extend their services into Doddridge County, but they weren't officially represented by our United Way. And that's something that I know that I and our board wanted to, to uh, accomplish here in the last year. So as of January 1st, 2021, we officially absorbed Doddridge County. Um, so we do represent them now. Uh, many of our services, and I'll talk about those here soon, uh, extend to their residents and for example, Uh, the uh, free healthcare clinic here in Clarksburg health access serves almost a thousand Doddridge County residents every year. Um, uh, So it's, it's, it's a wonderful uh, opportunity for us to do more for their communities. And at the same time, you know, we all compliment each other. We're here to support each other, uh, live united, and uh, we're uh, excited to see what else we can do in Doddridge County. Uh, But here in Harrison County, Um, You know, United Way has been here since 1957. We've been fighting for our friends, our families and neighbors since 1957, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, We have 18 partner organizations that we uh, fund and represent, and like I said, they're focused on health, education, and financial stability. Uh, Through these programs, these meaningful programs, we're able to serve seniors, children, uh, families who... Uh, just might need that little extra help to get them over the, you know, the obstacle that they're facing. Uh, so these are really awesome programs. And for example, one program that comes to mind is the Healthy Grandfamilies Program. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, about three years ago, we, were, we sat down and we're like, there's really nothing for a grandparent, zero resources for them. And we all know at least one grandparent raising their grandkids. So that's how Healthy Grand Families developed. It's a wonderful partnership with the Harrison County Board of Education, Family Services, and United Way is proud to say that we fully fund that social worker position for that program. So those grandparents can work on uh, uh, providing a healthier, productive life for themselves and their grandchildren through that resource. So that's just one example.
2: Well, Brad, you know, we, Gary and I both have served as the, uh, the chair of the uh, campaign in the past, trying to raise the money for the United Way. And, sure, and you sure. know, it's, it's, it's so important when you're out there um, trying to raise money that people understand that all the dollars raised stay in the community. And that's always been a problem with Doddridge sure. County is that it was never clear that they were being served. And now with this, this change, uh, people who are working in Harrison County but live in Doddridge County can feel free to, to donate and know that they're going to get services provided to their community as well. That's correct. The hundred percent, the hundred
1: percent of the money that we raise in Harrison County stays in Harrison, and hundred percent of the money we raise in Doddridge goes back to those pro- programs to serve their citizens. Uh, so uh, it, it's nice now that we have that clear, defined line of who's being served and and where they're being served.
2: Well, so you, you know the mission, obviously, of Healthy Harrison since you're on the board, but obviously, we're working to improve the health and wellness of the people of of uh, well, as Gary said, now it's really all of North Central West Virginia. Can you talk about where you see some overlap in the work of the United Way along with Healthy Harrison? Oh, sure.
1: Uh, I know child uh, nutrition uh, is something that we've we've been taking a look at uh, in both organizations. It's super important for us. Uh, that's an initiative that we've been working on down in Doddridge County and here in Harrison County. Also. Uh, you know what I love about Healthy Harrison? It's it's those little changes that make the, the biggest difference, and uh, uh, little things that we can do to change our our uh, uh, you know our habits. And a lot of our United Way programs adopt that same I don't know what, you know that that same idea of of acquiring that success. You know, for example, um, nutrition. As if we're talking about nutrition, we fund by county nutrition they're a hot meals program located in Nutterford, and uh, they provide a hot meal to homebound seniors. And during COVID-19 throughout this past year, over 17,000 hot meals were provided to homebound seniors through United Way funding. That's incredible, right? Uh, so $7.50 will provide one hot meal every day to a senior. And that one meal is 33.3% of their daily nutrition. Uh, so, you know, if we, if we want to try to find some similarities, Healthy Harrison and United Way are, are very much focused on that health aspect because that's a driving force here in our community. When we have healthier people, we have more vibrant communities. So um, I hope that answers your question, rock
2: Hey, Gary. You know, Brad wouldn't brag on himself, but uh, in delivering those meals, at one point, uh, by county was down on drivers because of the COVID-19 pandemic and Brad jumped in a truck and delivered meals himself. So, I mean, he really doesn't just talk it. He walks it
0: from the whatever it takes department. (laughs) Well,
1: it's an honor to serve.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brad, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't want to be healthier, but it's, it's a challenge when... Uh, if I'm, I'm trying to tie healthy Harrison and, and United to, w- to weigh together just like you have, uh, but anyone that wants to be healthy is going to find it challenging and not at the top of their priority list if they don't have enough food to eat on a daily basis or they don't have a roof over their head. or they don't have proper guardianship and you know, things to meet the other needs in their life, correct?
1: You nailed it, Gary. Uh, you know, if a child's hungry and they go to school, we, I mean, we all know the what's going to happen. Their test scores are going to be down. They're not going to be focused. Uh, so, and that goes for seniors too, right? I mean, this, you know, like that hot meals program or the in-home care service that we fund through family services that we're keeping, we're keeping people in their homes so they can live their lives in a setting that's healthy for them and at the same time, we're, we're meeting the challenge of, of, of those needs. Uh, so um, it's these programs that we fund here in, in Harrison and Dauberge County are, are sometimes the last, last safety net for these individuals.
0: Hey, Brad, these programs and agencies that are part of the United Way's sure. or, or they're under the United Way umbrella, uh, those familiar with United Way in the area know that many of them have been around for some time. Uh, Do you feel that these agencies are often just plugging holes in the dike or can some of them see continued improvement in the work that they've been doing in their effort over recent years?
1: I think it's a little bit of both, Gary. I think we're always going to have certain organizations uh, who will unfortunately need to exist forever um, just because it's a service that helps sustain a population and provides them resources so they don't have to move into that next stage, which would be maybe nursing home care for some of these seniors. If, if they didn't have those wellness checks or someone stopping by and bringing them food or uh, other resources, you know, they, we, we may see them be moved out into those nursing home facilities. Uh, some organizations and most, though, uh, that we work with are, are trying to change culture at the same time. So we're, we're not just trying to plug a hole um, in the dike, per se. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get folks to a level of sustainability so they can become more productive citizens, healthier citizens, so they can you know, move away from maybe leaning on that assistance if they're able to. And a perfect example of that is our new homeless services initiative. This is something that we picked up last year. Um, at the beginning of COVID because, uh, you know, we have a huge unsheltered population in our community. Uh, So what we do here is we have uh, Marissa Rexrode; She's our homeless services director. She does a fantastic job of engaging the community, meeting with them, and then working on housing options. And when you have, when you establish those connections with those individuals and you can get them into housing, housing, and then wrap that, provide that case management piece and wrap services around them. You will quickly begin to see that evolve into that sustainable, sustainable. Uh, 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 I'm sh- I'm sorry here. That sustainable method that we're trying to uh, get to, and I'd be more than happy to answer a few more questions about that too, because that works incredible. You know, you'll find somebody and they're on the street, and then months later, they're they're working, they're a productive citizen, they're getting the health care that they need, the mental health services that they need.
0: Yeah, I I would like to get into some specific examples, but let let me jump uh, to um, a topic that we covered a little bit uh, last week, and well, we we covered it in our entire program last week, and that's the economic benefits of a healthy community. Uh, You have to appeal for financial help to a lot of businesses in the local area. Do they understand the benefit they derive by helping you help others?
1: I, I think they do. And that's something that we, we communicate to them. You know, for example, the Child Advocacy Center, they represent our, uh, our sexually assaulted and abused children. Uh, and unfortunately, those numbers are through the roof right now. And organizations like the Child Advocacy Center uh, need our help and support, financial support now more than ever. Uh, but that, that, that system right there, uh, that, that, that process in which they use to uh, conduct those forensic interviews with the prosecuting attorney's office, the sheriff's department saves the taxpayer uh, nearly a $1,000 in uh, municipal costs. So uh, that's just one example uh, uh, of of us uh, driving economic impact. And then also health access is a perfect example. You know, $25 covers a flu vaccine over there. Um, So and then if we can get these individuals into uh, the appropriate health care, then that cuts down on uh, uh, ambulance uh, calls, uh, emergency room visits. Uh, so there is a huge, huge savings when it comes to uh, getting people connected to these services.
0: And it's going to provide a more vibrant workforce in the end, too. People are... Um... Healthy and able to engage Great. in that fashion. Let, re, let me remind viewers that uh, our podcast is uh, sponsored by WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, WVnews.com, and Interaction Media. Brock? Hey, Brad. Um, you started to talk a little bit about the Homeless
2: Services Project. You know, we have children, um, seniors, really people of all ages sure, who are sure. living unsheltered in our community. Um, now, why don't we talk a little bit about that vulnerable population and what the United Way is doing to address um, those needs?
1: Would love to talk about that. You know, at the beginning of COVID-19, um, you know, we recognize the fact that we have a huge unsheltered population in this area. And, um, you know, a lot of the shelters had, uh, had closed their doors, which, you know, I totally understand because we, we were trying to protect everyone from COVID-19. We still are. Uh, So we identified that population as being super vulnerable to COVID-19 and the effects of COVID-19. So uh, we uh, started a rapid rehousing program and a uh, permanent supportive housing program. Uh, And uh, to just kind of fast forward, over the past year, we've successfully entered 70 individuals into housing and maintain a 97% retention rate, which is huge. And it's that case management piece that comes with it. We build relationships. And sometimes people, they want to know, like, what's the economic impact? Well, that's a tangible thing that we can all uh, figure out. But the intangible part are the connections that you make with individuals, right? That, you know, these these people have no one. Really, they've burned a lot of bridges. And we're here to get them back into a life um, that's healthy and productive. Uh, So that's what we're continuing to work on here. It's a housing first model, uh, which uh, we've been able to implement. And uh, we're trying to bolster our efforts here heading into winter. So we're looking at also uh, setting up a a housing focused winter shelter. So it's just not, hey, come on in and and get out of the cold, which is super important. But it's also important for us to get these folks connected to the right resources to get them them off, off
2: the streets and into a better life. I think that's how it's so much different. I mean, a lot of people think of homeless shelters as just getting a roof over someone's head and a bowl of soup in their bellies, right? But what the United Way yeah, yeah. is doing is, is trying to hook these people up with substance abuse uh, treatment, if that's what they need, behavioral health. You know, So many people who are on the streets are suffering from one of those two right. uh, issues, and they're often not getting the help that they need um, um, one of the other things that, that's critical that people may not necessarily think about is the United Way is working with these unsheltered homeless individuals to, to regain the paperwork that they need in order to move on in life. You know, If you're living on the street, you probably don't have your birth certificate or a driver's license, but you need those things to get into HUD housing or to get a job. Or right, so, right. so as you stated, you're really looking at long-term solutions to homelessness and getting people back into housing as quickly as possible in a sustainable way.
1: That's right, long-term. We're focused on the long-term solutions. Brock, you nailed it, man. Uh, and document readiness is huge. You can't accomplish anything without a driver's license, a social security card, or a birth certificate. So if that's the first thing that we need to start on, that's what we're gonna start on. You know, I just took a gentleman to UHC the other day, and then that's a wonderful partnership too. WVU Medicine is just fantastic. Um, and then, like I said, you know, we fund health access, the free healthcare clinic. Uh, we actually have moved our office hours from uh, our, our original location to uh, a local church. And by doing that, folks can come in. They can sit down, go through housing options, talk about their needs uh, with Marissa, which is fantastic. And uh, we can get them uh, a shower. And there's a lot of dignity in a hot shower. I can tell you that. They can sit down, have a meal. Um, it, it's really wonderful, these partnerships that we've developed. Uh, so uh, we're excited to continue this great work in Harrison County uh, and um, it's it's proven to be uh, one of the most meaningful and impactful United way initiatives that we've ever had
2: are there other particular programs or partnerships that you want to point to and say hey here's somewhere where we've made a clear impact and created lasting change
1: sure you know like we, we uh, partnered with Doddridge County Schools, uh, for example, on this last community development block grant process. And hands folded, uh, we hopefully will receive some good news. Um, we wanted, you know, the children that are served through their backpack program uh, do receive food, nutritious food uh, that they can take home. Uh, but that does not extend to their families. And we all know that when these children take that food home, it's probably being shared. So that calorie intake for that child may not be what we think it is uh, in the end. But through this grant opportunity, almost $500,000, it would allow us to extend healthier food uh, to the family unit, which would be fantastic. And these would be healthier uh, shelf stable food items. Uh, so hopefully, uh, I just wanna thank Doddridge County Schools. I wanna thank the Doddridge County Commission, even our commission here in Harrison County, they're always willing to work with us to, to think outside the box. Uh, uh, and that goes back to us pulling in different resources. Um, you know, our is super important this that local funding for our organizations uh, is we'll never lose that. We can't. it's that it's so important for these organizations and 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 for the success of their programs. Um, but there are other ways for us to leverage resources as well.
0: The, the local funding is where I wanted to go. Obviously the work of United Way is very reliant, as we touched on, uh, the support, the financial support of local individuals and local businesses. Uh, But how, I'd be interested to know, and I think others might, how have the uh, tactics, how has your game plan in conducting a campaign had to change over the years to remain successful? You all uh, bring in, what, over three quarters of a million dollars every year?
1: Well, yes, I, our goal this year is $750,000 and we need to raise that amount by the end of winter. Uh, that's a significant chunk of change. And, uh, you know, COVID-19 um, affected us all negatively. And uh, right off the bat, last year, we lost $125,000 that we'll never get back here in the community. So as we see service levels increase, we see needs increase, uh, we're, we're seeing that, that the the donor contributions are going down and um i think it's a cultural shift uh but at the same time we we're losing some businesses and we're also losing our our uh, faithful donors unfortunately sometimes they um they they pass or or move and um we need to begin to uh re you know re-strategize how do we re-engage the community and i think that goes back to us looking at ourselves last year Taking on uh, the homeless service initiative, we need to roll up our sleeves, get out there in the community and get to work and show people that we're, we're, you know, we're willing to take these, these steps and chances to uh, create a more healthier, vibrant community. Um, So we've had to, we've had to adapt. Uh, We've also had to take a hard look at the organizations we fund. um, And United Way is specifically focused on funding the ones that are doing the heavy lifting right now, our Child Advocacy Center. Casa, Health Access, you know, Health Access saw uh, 4,000 Harrison County residents last year and almost 1,000 Doddridge County residents. Those were adults who had access to primary healthcare. That's amazing. The Susan Duhoff Clinic uh, over in West Milford who provides free dental services, they see a lot of our veterans from the VA. You know, our health starts in our mouth, right? If we can't chew good quality food, that's negatively going to impact our health. So that's another wonderful resource. Uh, so I think it's us going out in the community and sharing all of these wonderful things. And it's also important to note that a hundred percent of the funding that we receive in private donations, every penny, if Gary, if you give me a hundred dollars, that hundred dollars is going to be in, reinvested in our community, every cent of it. Uh, and not a lot of nonprofits can say that. And we can, we're very proud of that. Uh, so I would encourage people to, uh, uh, definitely, uh, if you're looking to support your community, a great place to start United Way.
0: Years ago, I don't, I don't think you're still doing it today. But years ago, every year a campaign video was produced, helped by local media, um, and it was used as a tool to solicit money from folks and explain the the great need. A lot of times, those videos were wrapped around individual person testimonials of how. Yeah united way changed my life can you share one or two of those
1: a testimonial yeah i would love to uh there was a young woman who was dropped off by her parents in clarksburg right they said we're we're done with you um i believe she had just aged out of high school um we were able to locate her through uh, our street outreach and um she needed she needed services, health services, mental health services. We got her connected to those. And uh, I'm proud to say that she's in her own apartment right now. She started her first job and, and, and her mental health is better than it's ever been. Uh, if that, if that's not a moving story, then, then I, I don't know what is Gary. Uh, and then also here's another thing. I want to talk about healthy grandfamilies and how amazing that program is for grandparents, you know, in, in a world, um, that uh, ha- has been destroyed by addiction. A lot of these grandparents are raising their grandkids because those, those, their children are in a position where they can't take care of the kids or themselves. And I've gone to those meetings, Gary, I've sat there and I've watched the grandparents stand up and say, hey, look, he's no longer my grandson, he's my son. We learned how to adopt him through this program. They, they taught us you know, what we needed to do, the steps we needed to take, they helped us focus on health, uh, self-care, and then at the end of the day, we finally realized we weren't alone, and all of these other people, are it's like a new family for us. So uh, through these United Way programs and United Way partner organizations, so many connections and so many uh, wonderful things uh, come out of them, and those are just two, two examples that come to mind right off the top.
0: Let me remind viewers again that uh, the podcast uh, that you watch every Friday at this time uh, for Healthy Harrison is brought to you by WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Interaction Media produces our program each week, and we couldn't do it without their their help or any of the sponsors' help. Okay, Brock. So... Brad, are you obviously. good? Brad, are you good on time? We're gonna run over a little bit with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm great. I'm okay, doing good. Great. All
2: right, Thanks. go ahead, Brad. Appreciate it. So, Healthy Harrison's all about trying to obtain, you know, measurable results in the health of uh, individuals in our in our county. I know from working with the United Way and you that you are similarly interested in in the data, and, and able to show donors and and uh, businesses that want to contribute to the United Way just exactly the impact they're making and, and where the money is, is going to, uh, to provide these services. Can you share some of that with us? And, and are there any where you're kind of surprised and say, wow, I can't believe how well you know, that program is working?
1: Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, there are quite a few that come to mind, uh, but really it's, I, I would have to say that it's one of the programs that I've seen the most impacts over at Health Access. And I know you just had Josh Brown on the show, but uh, they're saving people so much when it comes to healthcare. Uh, You know, that's just a wonderful resource. We all know how much it is when we go to the emergency room or something like that. So if somebody can go over there and receive those services instead of having to maybe go to a different facility, um, that's incredible. And then also literacy is a a huge focus over here at United Way and literacy volunteers. has had more individuals obtain their high school equivalency this year than they, than they have in the past, um, which is fantastic. And, and who knew, $45, that's what it costs to help somebody get their, their high school equivalency. And then when you get your high school equivalency, that opens the door for, right. for uh, higher education opportunities, better jobs, you name it. Uh, so we've seen that, uh, that those numbers go up, uh, which is incredible. Uh, And then, also, another cool story uh, everybody knows Mr. Taco Truck, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, we had uh, an an individual go through literacy volunteers. Uh, She learned how to speak English and uh, became a United States citizen through that program. Uh, So, they're really doing some wonderful things when it comes to education and literacy initiatives. Uh, Other uh, tangible things that we can uh, count on is, uh, for example, Uh, family services uh you know if we we have to remember the population that might make just a little bit too much to receive some assistance um uh, but not enough quite to make it and united way funding uh has significantly impacted that program because they're able to help those folks who fall in between and when i say in home care i'm talking about showing up cooking a meal uh bathing someone and uh we've seen uh those service levels increase as well. Uh, So thousands of residents have been able to benefit from that here in Harrison County.
2: You know, you talk about the cost of some of these services and and what becomes clear is that while we'd love to have people donate a million dollars or leave us huge sums of money in their wills or uh, write us big checks, I mean, every dollar really does count when you're trying to change people's lives. And um, it's amazing what, um oh of a, a campaign at work where everybody gives fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or five dollars out of each paycheck how far that can stretch in the community it's it's huge Brock you're exactly
1: right no one had you don't have to donate five hundred dollars to make a difference you know twenty dollars is uh goes a long way like I said seven dollars and fifty cents pays for a hot meal for a senior uh, and I think I threw that set out there at the beginning we we uh, helped purchase over 17,000 hot meals last year and distribute those, uh, you know, health access, for example, uh, a $35 donation allows them to screen for colon cancer. How incredible is that, you know, and then hundred dollars uh, uh, pays the Medicare rate uh, for someone to receive a, mam- a mammogram. Uh, so if we can get out in front of these things, and then also I want to mention that this is another thing that we've we've been working on recently with homeless services we're going to have a nurse on site during our second office hours every week uh, so they can provide that medical care to uh, the folks who uh, you know the folks we serve and then also we may here in the near future have vaccines available we're super excited about that and then do hepatitis c screenings and 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 hiv screenings and if we can get out in front of these things right and we can do this preventative care. We're going to save thousands, thousands of dollars uh, in medical care costs.
0: We are running close on time, Brad. Actually, we've already run over time a little bit, but I wanted to to give you a a final chance to to kind of make a pitch uh, for help, which is what all of this is about. If we're going to help these people, we have to have the financial resources uh, to help them. With Healthy Harrison, uh, our work is all about grassroots initiatives, one bite at a time, one step at a time, one whatever uh, at a time. And I'm sure in many ways, United Way is the same. So take a moment uh, here as we wrap up to to give your elevator pitch to folks listening. How, How can they help you and help our community move forward?
1: By supporting their local United Way. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, Gary, uh, like I said at the beginning, we've been here since 1957 and we've been doing some amazing work uh, and we're gonna continue to do that amazing work, but it wouldn't be possible without people like you, like, like you and Brock and everybody who's watching this video. We are a community-driven organization, and 100% of what we invest in this organization goes back to the community, and the community, they're the ones who decide who gets funded. We have a community investment committee, and every spring, they evaluate these organizations, they go through their financials, they ask them tough questions, and then they decide at the end of the day who's, who we as an organization are going to fund. So when I say we're community-driven, I mean that. And we fund right now over 18 human resource services through our partner organization. So, uh, and those, like I said, health, education, and financial stability, that's our focus. Uh, so if you're looking to create meaningful impact right here in, our, in your own backyard, United Way of Harrison-Doddridge County is a great place to start. And if you're looking for volunteer opportunities, I would love to talk to you about, uh, uh, I would love to have that conversation. So uh, it starts here at the grassroots level, and uh, we're doing everything we can at united way to meet the needs of our citizens and and, uh appreciate you all having us on the show today and uh hopefully if uh, you know everybody learns something new about united way and if you have any questions concerns at any point in time feel free to give me a call Um, i'm here at the united way office we're located in the board of education downtown clarksburg
0: brad we thank you for sharing an update as you say um both Brock and I have been involved in United Way, supported United Way over the years, and we understand how important it is. Appreciate you taking the time to give people an, an update and, and make an appeal for their support. You know, it's community helping community. That's right. <laughs> That's the only way it's going to work. So, Some,
1: someone told me the other day you can't spell community without unity. And that makes a lot of sense. There and is. I love what Healthy Harrison's doing. You guys are knocking it out of the park, creating healthier communities. Yeah so we appreciate everyone.
0: All right, Brad, and and, and thanks uh, thanks again. I want to thank our, our viewers, too. We thank you for joining us today for this Healthy Harrison podcast. Uh, again, it's our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here in and throughout West Virginia. And you do that by helping yourself, by helping your community, whether it's through Healthy Harrison or United Way. If you need more help or want more help right now, visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page and give us a like, but you'll find lots of support there. And also you'll note that you can stream past episodes of our podcast on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. Again, our thanks to our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media, our producers on behalf of Healthy Harrison. Brock and I, thank you for joining us today. And again, a big thanks to Brad Riffey, the Executive Director of the United Way of Harrison and Doddridge Counties. Next Friday, Brock and Amy will be talking with Clinton and Ashley Argonia of WV uh, WV Fitness. uh, And I believe they're going to explain how the Healthy Harrison app uh, was developed and how it's working. So we hope you can join us for that. Brock, thanks for your help. Brad, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Gary. Take care, everyone.